Hello? Hello. Welcome to the rest of us. Hi. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no worries. This whole week, I uh, was just petting the cats and lost track of time. So. No problem. So, how are you this morning? Doing good. My uh, left arm's a little sore. I decided to get a booster shot. Uh, COVID? Yeah. When did you do that? So, yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, yesterday about an 11 o'clock appointment. Ah. I walk, yeah. I walk in and get in line, and my pharmacist is helping somebody at the counter, and she sees me walk in, and she goes, Mr. Brinker, just go on down to the other, other counter, and you can check in. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm not sure that's a good thing. I mean, it's nice that she knows me by sight, but it's like, I'm not here that often. <laughs> Maybe she's just really good at remembering faces and names. Mm. Mm. You're like, yeah, I don't think so. We'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, this, uh, this week with the, uh, the shootings and, uh, yeah, we yeah. picked this topic and had I had Buffalo and Laguna listed, and then I had to add Uvalde, Texas, because yeah. after we had talked on Tuesday, um, uh, then the Uvalde shooting happened. And so, um, yeah, surprise. I guess we shouldn't be so surprised. Uh, it seems to unfortunately be something that's just a regular occurrence anymore um, to one level or another, you know? Yeah. Okay, kitty cat, stop that. Stop that. No, no, no. They're they're in here with me um, because they follow me, mm. and I love them. But then they anything that like crinkles or makes a sound or whatever, they're all in. And so now she's in the trash can. Stop that. Mm. <laughs> all right. So Should we I'm get? Sorry, I'm being a kitty cat. I'm sorry, being a cat. Okay, stop that. Sorry, let me. She just ran out. Yeah. Apparently, it was very scary when I picked up the bag. Terrifying. Yes. Or maybe she thought you might chase her, so she's ready to play. Oh yeah. Okay. Now she's back. Give me two seconds. Sure. I'm gonna feed them. Come on, guys. Okay, I'm not feeding them. I'm just locked them out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, shall we get started? Yeah. So, welcome to the rest of us, where we talk about topics of the day in depth and try to avoid the right-left arguments and talk about things just like the rest of us. I'm Todd Brinker. I'm Aaron Brinker. Happy morning to you, Aaron. But topic today isn't happy. No, 
It's not. Yeah. So as we record this, it is Thursday, the 26th of May, and we sat down and did a little planning on what we we're going to talk about on Tuesday, the 24th. And we decided that the topic would be uh, the issues going around uh, or surrounding shootings that had recently happened in Buffalo and Laguna. And sure enough, between Tuesday and Thursday, there was another terrible shooting in Uvalde, Texas. Uh, 19 children, and I think I've heard two and I've heard three adults um, varying. And I just don't know if they're counting, like, people at the school only or are they counting the, the shooter's grandmother as well. Maybe that's why sometimes it says two and sometimes it says three. So. It's horrific. Um, yeah. and, and, of course, the immediate calls for gun control um, went out and it became immediately – uh, political as these things do. And, you know, I yeah. think that um, we don't know all of the details yet. So what we're going to out and some of the things that I've read, um, I think that maybe they haven't, they're all from reputable sources, but they may not have been verified. So I will couch what I'm saying to say, you know, things may change in the le- next few days and weeks as they figure out yeah. exactly what happened. Um, that we're going off of information that's available today. And, um, you know, this, this city at first, when I, when I, you know, was first hearing about what happened and where Uvalde, Texas yeah, is. About 75 I, miles east of San Antonio, I guess. is I, the. Yeah. And I had never heard of it. And, right. um, um, and I have a connection to Texas, but Texas is a big place. And um, as every Texan will be quick to tell you. Indeed. (laughs) (laughs) And um, uh, this what happened was is a this in this town where the children of Border Patrol agents are the Border Patrol agents are generally who live in this town. Lots of law enforcement um, live in this sleepy little town of like 13000 people. It's not a big town at all. Um, Somebody came in and shot up the school. And my initial thought was, well, you know, and this is an elementary school, you know, it was just the cartels because the cartels do this kind of, you know, mm-hmm. psychological and just terrorism and regular terrorism in Mexico all the time. This is what they do to, to people, get people in line. Um, it does not appear that that is the case with this individual. Yeah. Um, he, he was uh, apparently had given off as, as, as often is the case, um, there were warnings out there. Like there, his behavior was radical and scary enough that people had noticed. Um, and yet law enforcement wasn't involved. Also his grandfather. So initially, and, and let's, let's back up and Todd, do you want to talk about exactly what happened? Um, well, if, you know, honestly, I, I, I would rather talk about the topic in general than this specific shooting. I mean, we've listed three different shootings, you know, there was the Buffalo shooting, the Laguna shooting, and most recently Uvalde, Texas. But the details are important because, because each one of these is different. Well, they're different, but the end result is, is, is the same. And, and I would rather talk, I mean, personally, I would rather talk about, you know, w- what is some of the social impact on this and what are the things that maybe we can, we can do as a society to try to, to curb some of this. And, you know, and there's a variety of ideas out there. I mean, like you said, gun control is one of the first things that always, uh, you know, is, is brought out by, by, you know, one set of politicians, um, and and then the other set of politicians always says, well, you know, that's that's not going to solve the problem when there's you know more guns than people in the country already. And um, you know, I, I've been watching the NBA finals um, 
being played and so um, uh, it was interesting to see how um, that night prior to the game uh, the conversations that were had you know Shaquille O'Neal uh, when he was in high school was in San Antonio that's where he played he grew up in in uh, uh, you know, uh, northeast. Uh, he was born in the northeast and grew up there. But in high school, he was in the San Antonio area, and he played in Uvalde. It was in the same school district as he did, so he knows the area, knows the people. Um, and as he pointed out, he said, in the poorer places in the country, in in a lot of the ghettos, you know, it's gun control would do you no good because nobody there buys their gun at the gun store. You know, they get it from from you know Gary on the corner, um, and so. You know that that doesn't necessarily solve the issue. Um, I thought uh, it, it was it was almost it, it was really hard to watch um, Steve Kerr, and I, I put a link in on our on our notes um, on our show notes. I don't know if you got a chance to read any of those articles. I put in several different links to uh, information about diff- uh, of, uh, all different shootings, but one was um, Steve Kerr. He did about a ninety second. Um, uh, media thing. I mean, before the basketball game, he's required by the NBA to do a, a media moment where he stands out there and talks about the game. And he basically went, there's going to be a basketball game tonight. We're going to play the game. That's not important. And then he basically went into um, a plea to our politicians to do something. Um, his feeling was, and this is what he hammered home, was that the House has uh, – passed a bill and I don't forgive me I don't remember the the you know number of the bill but the Senate uh, the Senate Republicans have not taken a vote on it uh, which would require universal background checks um, you know now a kid who's 18 years old who has not done anything isn't going to be caught by universal background checks either though but does that mean is that an excuse for not doing something that that most people on both sides of the aisle seem to to support um you know i i don't know uh, and and i kind of went off on not talking about the details and you felt like you wanted to talk about the details so you know feel free we'll i mean we can we can do both i, I don't know that that so and this is where i'm couching uh what i'm i'm saying in um you know this is from early reports mm-hmm. The, the 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 kid and I don't want to say his name I don't want to get him any yeah. give him any fame or any I anything. make a point of not learning their names I don't even remember the names yeah you know I, so I don't want to the 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 shooter um his, you know he killed his grandmother and his grandfather said you know who who gave this kid a gun where did he get this gun he doesn't have a driver's license who took him to get it and then he said this kid was a felon so evidently there is uh, a juvenile record um, that this uh, this kid was not should not have been able to purchase a gun in the first place. Right, and Which so he did the day after he turned eighteen, in, right. a, in a licensed gun shop, apparently. Right, and so why don't we fix that loophole? Yeah, you know, because if the if if the um, if you didn't expunge or you know hide juvenile records right um then that wouldn't have been a problem he wouldn't have gotten the gun at least from a licensed gun store now he could have gotten right. it from you know Vinny on the street but and and he probably would have um but you know that the we don't we don't 
enforce the gun laws that we have. Right. And so making good making new laws isn't going to do more. It's going to it's just going to have more laws on the book that, books that nobody is enforcing. Yeah. Well, I think it's a combination of the two. I think we need to enforce the laws that we have. We also need to always be evaluating all of our laws, not even just gun laws, but all laws to saying do, do these make sense? You know, I mean, there are some places where they've got laws still on the books from the 1800s, and, and, and every once in a while you'll see a, a news reporter, you know, dig one out and say, you know, this is still illegal to do this. You know, it's illegal to, to uh, you know, ride a horse backwards on Tuesdays. You know, and you're like, what? You know? So, but but when would, when would Congress yeah. find the time to grandstand and raise money if they were doing things like that? I know, if they actually passed laws, you know. I mean, that that's a whole larger story, right, the, the whole whole conversation about, you know, Congress doesn't pass laws anymore, and so people people get upset when they find that their their uh, legislative branch, the jur- judges, are basically creating laws whole cloth, and and you know the the uh, the the originalist jurists tend to say, you know that's not our job. Go back and send it to to your legislative branch, send it to your congressman to make the laws. But if the congressman just flat out won't do it, refuse to do what they've been elected to do, then what do you do? You know? Yep. Exactly. So we've got um, a system and, that's broken um, in some ways. You know, that's the problem. It really is. Indeed. Well, and each one of these, so each one of the recent shootings have been driven by hate obviously they're shootings um and in buffalo it was a white supremacist who got it in his head that he needed to to kill a bunch of of grocery shoppers um in buffalo uh so african-americans of black grocery shoppers in buffalo the shooting in in orange county was a chinese i don't know if it was a chinese national or just uh, of Chinese descent and very much loved the CCP, Chinese Communist Party, decided to go shoot up a church full of Taiwanese parishioners. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, this one was, I mean, I, I don't even know what his motivation was. Yeah, it was interesting because initially it seemed like, you know, he had killed his grandmother and, and they had put out a bolo on his vehicle. And then they showed his vehicle broken down and and it looked like maybe oh his vehicle broke down and so he just ran to the school because it was the closest building but then it came out that no he had actually said he was going to go to a school and shoot it up so he apparently that was posted just before he then jumped in his car but it wasn't like the the buffalo guy that had 180 pages of of manifesto that he published um but clearly it was it was a you know even if not well planned a planned thing before he did it Yeah. And in this, you know, the 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 courses of the rantings of a of a a deranged evil person um, and our media jumped on the pieces that that fit their narrative and said, ha ha, he's a he's a a Republican and all of the Republicans, it's the Republicans fault and their the blood is on their hands and blah, blah, blah. But if you read through the whole screed, he hated the Republicans too. He thought that they were too corporatist, et cetera. And he was he was just a deranged person. Um, and, and which brings me to my next thought is in 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 at least the Buffalo, and I'm not sure about the Orange County case, but at least Buffalo and and Uvalde, that in both cases, these people were not hiding the ball that they're now, maybe people didn't realize that they were going to go commit mass murder, but 
they weren't hiding the ball. They Their craziness was out in front. And they had said things and done things that were alarming to people. And nobody did anything about it. Yeah. Although, uh, you know. That should be it's part more... of the background check, quite frankly. You yeah. Know, it's not just a, you know, check and see if this guy's ever committed a felony or, you know, uh, or, or has a record with the police. But check and see what their social media site says. And there should be some, some, some you know, keywords that maybe it's like, okay, doesn't mean you can't get it, but it does mean you need to go talk to somebody before we'll give you a gun. <laughs> you know, we need right. you to, you, we need you to speak to somebody because you've said some stuff that's just out there. You know, there should be like key phrases that 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 are triggered. Yes, I, and 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 I am pro Second Amendment, um, but I wouldn't have a problem with that because I don't want guns in the hands of deranged yeah. people. Now, where where the the difficulty comes in is what defines what would trigger the loss of your firearm and that would have to be very specific um you know would simply supporting the somebody that the party in power didn't like trigger that you not getting a gun well that would be ridiculous because yeah. you know people have different political leanings so you know what specifically putting out a manifesto that's a dead ringer you're not getting a gun yeah surprise you know <laughs> it's like it that's not that hard to figure out you know now the guy in in texas like i said apparently he posted something online uh like literally right before he went out and did his his evil doings um you know it, and to go back to the to the nba coverage the uh, tnt analysts um you know were the people who i happened to be listening to that evening and Kenny Smith is one of their um, uh, studio analysts, you know. And, I mean, he went right to, uh, you know, the demonic mind doesn't behave the way you would think. There's no logic to it. And, no. you know, and um, and I know you've you've used that same same uh, point is that these people, the, their behavior really, I mean, whether you're a person of faith or not, this this sounds demonic. This sounds... This, you know, I mean, this is like the, the, the worst horror movie that you can imagine, right? Yes. It's just, it's like this, this, this person is not on any plane thinking in a logical way. And so there is no reasoning with them. There is no trying to understand their behavior, um, you know, in, in terms of like normalcy. Um, you know, this is deranged. And, and, and so... Uh, you know, so then the question is, and this is where we were talking is, is, you know, is this something that happens, you know, at three o'clock on Tuesday when this person goes bonkers at four o'clock? Uh, or is this something that has built up over a period of time? And, you know, I think we've seen pretty regularly that this is not something that just happens in, in you know, like a switch being flipped. And so that, you know, it, if a background check, you know, if, if, if the 16-year-olds in a school can go and check uh, somebody's um, uh, online presence and say that kid's acting weird, how come, you know, the the authorities can't do the same thing? You know? Yep. I mean... And I think, you know, and I'm not for people ratting out their neighbors, because um, I don't like that. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but there's a difference between... You know, there's a brown person in their window, right. um, which would be evil. Don't do that. Um, you know, thinking of uh, there's a Middle Eastern person in your in your window um, uh, versus this guy is saying crazy, scary stuff. Yeah. The guy on the other side of the fence is over there talking to nobody or or muttering to himself 
and and then and then you know saying horrific things that he wants to do you know i mean when you hear things like that that's not ratting out somebody that's just being prudent that's being safe that's protecting your neighborhood because the worst thing that's going to happen is you know or, or i mean seriously the, the the least worst thing is is there's going to be a wellness check and they're going to check on him and go ah he's fine you know he maybe was upset and he stepped out of the house for a minute to go mutter in his backyard you know yes um you know and yeah you might have offended somebody but you know that's the loving thing to do hey i was concerned you know you didn't seem right and i was concerned yep um you said something that really scared me because these people this is you know i'm making assumptions about what's in their head i i think that you get to the point of committing mass murder after you've ruminated on something for a good long time and it's been right. cooking in there for a while. Right. Um, and so certainly that's going to come out. If that's what's on their minds all the time, that's going to come out to someone. And, you know, the the next yeah. question is, you know, and I've heard people ask or talk about this, you know, is there any culpability of the family who chose to, for the family who chose to ignore the rantings of their crazy relative? Um, yeah. Now, clearly the grandmother was killed in the case of the Uvalde shooting, but in Buffalo, um, you know, it wasn't, this kid had been, I say kid, this man had been yeah. uh, crazy for a while and why yeah. wasn't anything done and what culpability does his family have? Yeah, another young man, like 18-ish. I mean, quite frankly, you know, I don't have a problem calling an 18-year-old kid. There's not like a switch that flips off again when you turn 18 that you're suddenly adult. Any parent who's had an 18-year-old knows it's like, you're still the dumb idiot that I, you know, diapers I changed. <laughs> you may think you're an adult now, but I know better. Um, yes. You know, remember, I was an idiot when I was right. 18. <laughs> and, yeah. And you know what? I think that's something that should be looked at as far as family culpability. But I think you've also got to understand that this kind of thing doesn't, again, it happens so slowly that when you see somebody that you know over a long period of time, you just kind of accept their personality. You know, and, 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 you know, they're hiding the weirdest, the flakiest, the, the scariest parts of it from everybody. Um, or at least they're trying to, um, you know, it's certainly from their family, they're going to hide things like that. You know, they're going to, but, but, you know, how many parents go and look at their kids online presence, you know, um, I'll tell you, not enough. Thing. Yeah, not enough. You know, my kids knew that anything they did online, uh, I, I tracked or I could track, uh, you know, but I'm a very tech literate person. Most families can't. A lot of parents are, go to the kids to, to change, you know, the date on their on their uh, VCRs and, and to change the background wallpaper on their phones because the kids are more tech literate than the parents. Did you say VCR? Yeah, I did. I threw that old, old school, <laughs> old school in there, but you know, that's just to, our childhood. I know, but I'm just saying, you know what? That's, that's where a lot of people no, I, have been with tech for a long time. Right. Indeed. <laughs> indeed. Know? It's true. My mother has no interest in learning to do anything. She would have let the VCR flash at 12 o'clock for the rest of her life. You know, <laughs> um, you know, when she wants something changed on, on her phone or her iPad, which she uses, she uses phones and iPads, but you know, she launches the app that, that, you know, uh, you know, whether it's, I think Apple iBooks or Kindle, uh, she reads on her iPad all the time. Um, and, uh, you know, and she uses, the, she, she knows how to use a few apps. It's like a lot of people with computers, you know, it's like my mother-in-law knew how to use, uh, this also dates, but word perfect. That's what she knew how to use. She was a legal wow. secretary and she used word perfect. The rest of the computer, she really didn't pay that much attention to. Um, in fact, the next time she really had any atten paid any attention to tech at all was when we bought her an iPhone. Um, she had an iPhone 4, I think. 
Um, and that was like, oh, hey, this is new, and it's pretty easy. There's a little picture, and you tap on the picture, and it you know launches an app. But most people, when they use any kind of technology, learn to, to work an app or two or three. You know, the rest of it they don't care, right? It's like, yes. oh, I know how to launch this app to check, you know, on the scores for my team. Or I know how to launch this app because this is what lets me, you know, see pictures of my grandkids. Um, you know, and and that's just, you know, that's that's where we are as a society. I don't think that's going to change anytime soon because um, uh, the the um, – you know, the, the you, you would say, oh, well, the younger generation, when they get old, will know all this tech. But then new tech will come out, and they're going to know the tech that they know, and they won't know the new tech, you know. Um, you know, there's always a segment of society who just loves technology for technology's sake. And so they're learning new stuff all the time. But, but you know, those are not the, the majority of people. Um, you know. It's true. Now – I am reading a, actually, I lied. I'm listening to a book mm-hmm. that um, is absolutely outstanding. And I call I, that Rissening. Rissening? I'm Rissening. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't have time to sit down and just, yeah. which is funny because that's what this book is about, and focus on a book. <laughs> and you're, you're, you're not reading the book about taking time to focus on. <laughs> yes. And the book... <laughs> It's such a oh, hashtag modern problem. That's hilarious. The book is <laughs> the book is called Stolen Focus, and it's by Johan Hari. And I would call him Johan, but he calls himself Johan. Um, he's uh, English with his, he's English and Swiss. His father is Swiss. And the sub the subtitle is Why You Can't Pay Attention and How to Think Deeply Again. And and the book is absolutely outstanding. <laughs> Absolutely outstanding. Um, I uh, uh, heard an interview with Johan Hari on a Barry Weiss podcast. And um, if you're not listening to Barry Weiss, I know we're plugging it. This is another podcast. We're not getting any money from either. But the Barry Weiss podcast is absolutely outstanding. It's called Honestly. She also has a Substack, And she interviewed uh, Johan Hari about his writing this book. And he's a journalist, so it was very well researched. Um, And he talks about how social media was designed to, to... kidnap your uh your attention and the way that the algorithm does that because their motivation is eyeballs on the screen whatever screen that is they do that by by promoting ever increasing um extremist and 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 that's become a buzzword but you know uh, extreme language in the industry it's basically the stickiness the stick how they want you to not only come to the website but they want you to stay there and that's how sticky the website is. And yes, so, and so the the kinds yeah. of words that the algorithm looks for are the kinds of words that are really uh, inflammatory and um, triggering yeah, and manipulating your emotions. Indeed, and it, to the to the great detriment, their whole business model is to get you fired up and angry. And for people who are I would say younger and they tend to be male, um, uh, but also women get, get fired up and angry too, um, who don't, who maybe don't have as tight a grip on reality. This creates an environment where they are, um, you know, radicalized in the same way that radical Islamists are made, um, by I can't see it, but my hand is in the air. You're preaching to the choir. <laughs> How long have <laughs> I been railing on about it's true social media and facebook and this is exactly why you know uh you know yay for 
to Johan for uh, for writing a book about it. Just a quick aside too: most of the books that I read these days seem to be books that I I, I either see the hear the author or or hosts of a podcast talk about. Um, and uh, and so that's a great way to get you know because podcasts even even ours where we seem to go into depth on one topic um, uh, don't fully flesh things out as much as as a book will right right you but know? they'll it's it's just enough to get you like wow this is really interesting I'm right. gonna, I want to get that book and I do over yeah. and over again I'm the yeah. same way yeah or, or that's really interesting but I've had enough of it I don't need the whole book you know that is, so but you but 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 very often it they do a good job of, of explaining why you want the book and and you know what you get from the book is not only the here's what's happening but here's the why's behind it and the research that we've done um so you get that really in-depth feeling about things or understanding about things but i think he should have said now what was the title again uh let me pull that back up i always um forget the title because it's fairly it's fairly long what's the subtitle that gets you but i was going to yes. suggest a modification stolen focus yeah, it was stolen focus, and the subtitle was what? How? Why you can't pay attention? How to think and how to think deeply again? Okay, so I would call it stolen focus. Why to think deeply, uh, and how to? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the perfect name. Dot dot dot. <laughs> the title. Oh, that's funny. But it, it talks about how, or maybe how uh, to among squirrel. other things, yeah, exactly how how addicted we are to our phones, how it's shaping how our our brains work, especially developing brains. And there there's not any or not enough research on the impact of social media on developing minds. But you can see the effects are everywhere. You know where you know people are radicalized, they're committing suicide or homicide, and these are young people um, who are doing this, and they're. You know, people are ratcheted up. They're completely, you know, feeling stressed out all of the time, um, and adults and children. And, you know, beyond that, um, you know, they, they can't, it's like they cannot be without their phones. And, and I saw an interview with Elon Musk that I thought I might have mentioned this in our last podcast. Um, I saw an interview with Elon Musk where he said, You're already a cyborg. Your phone is yeah. all, is an extension of you. And, your and I watch. had to. Uh, pardon? And your smartwatch. Yeah. And I hadn't thought about it that way. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's kind of terrifying. Yeah. But he's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and you think about it I, and I throw in the smartwatch. I mean, yeah, we've already we're, we're already augmenting ourselves in lots of ways. The um, the smartwatch is is very sticky for a lot of people because not only does it like, you know, tap you and say, Here, here's your notifications. I mean, so so you don't get to do things on your own t- time. You have to look at it when it taps you and says, hey, hey, here's a notification. Uh, how many people do that throughout the day, look down at their wrist. And then if it's something they want to look at more more in-depth, they pick up their phone. And how often do they look at their wrist and not pick up their phone? Because they pick up their phone all the time. You know, um, people walk around with their nose down. Um, it's, it's, yeah, I can't tell you the last time I was in an intersection when somebody in front of me didn't, like, you know, leave, recognize the light had changed after a long pause because as soon as they stopped, they picked up their phone. Which is illegal in our state, but it happens every single day at almost every intersection now. You know, yes. it's like, oh, there's a half second where I'm not actively doing something. I must pick up my phone and, and see if anything's happened since the last intersection that I was at, you know, 300 yards back down the street. Um, so for me, where I find, and that is so true, it's people in the Starbucks drive through mm-hmm. And you're like, dude, it's moved up. All of us have got to get to work. <laughs> These so... are people who are waiting for their caffeine and they're easily pissed off. You know, it's like, <laughs> move forward. 
damn you! <laughs> damn you to hell! <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Any, anybody, anybody in a drive-thru who's not paying attention and not inching forward. That, and there's these people who don't understand what the, act, the, the average amount of space is that you're supposed to allow between cars. It's not a car length. No, it's not. You it's know what? not, but we digress. Three to six feet. <laughs> Three to six feet. That's the rule. Come on. Put yeah. the phone down. So do you think that some of the things that are happening are really uh, major news because of the Internet and social media? In other words, some of this stuff we would have found out about, say, in 1960, but we would have found out about it on the evening news. They would have mentioned it, and then the next day they would have talked about something else. They wouldn't be continually cycling over and over on the topic and having these long discussions like we're having and uh, about these horrible, hateful things because the way information was dispersed was significantly less immediate and it was moderated as opposed to you know you can go dig into something and obsess about something so yes and i think that it didn't start with the launch of social media and i'm not really counting myspace because myspace was really a different environment um i'm really Mm -hmm. with the launch of of when facebook really started developing their algorithms um and then of course twitter and um, uh, you know, Facebook Messenger, uh, Snapchat, and Instagram, and all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it started with the 24-hour news cycle. It started with CNN, where their their you know big events happened. People were glued to that 24-hour news cycle. Right. Um, and 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 so when it moved onto the internet, where most people get their news now, they're not they're not picking up a newspaper. Right. Um, and and generally they're not going to the news sites themselves. They they look for headlines on social media, whether it's Twitter or Facebook, and they go from there um uh so it just it's been ratcheted up since then and 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 you asked the question would this would these have been local stories uh, you know especially with the school i'm not sure about the the supermarket or the church but with the with the school i think that would have made the national news and it might have been on for a few a few evening news updates for updates right but it wouldn't be this 24 in hour or you know envelopment of of terror from these stories right it's not immersed would. in it as somebody who lives 2000 miles away right you would in the evening news they the first night they would tell you the horror of what had gone on and then the next night there'd be a follow up and they would say oh yeah we you know we made some corrections he actually it wasn't you know a random place he did say he was going to go attack here um you know and and then a few months later yeah, the guy's been put in jail, right? Yes. That that's sort of how it would have been and it would have been something spread out over a period of time with limited you know, I, I just think that all this you know, constant barrage of information is not always a good thing. And, oh, and, I would agree. And, and 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 really it's because we don't control that. We think we do, they try to make it seem like we do, but like you said, this is largely um dictated to us by uh by feeds from you know, the fine folks at Facebook. And, and and even if you, you know, go to, like, Google News, if you're logged into your Google account, they they track you and know exactly where you are. If you use, if you use the Chrome uh, web browser, they know exactly who you are. And so you get a filtered set of news that they will think will keep you on their pages longer because that's how they make money. It's so interesting that you said say that because it's reaching the point where you think you have free will, but you don't. Mm-hmm. You are being fed what to think 
and what to um, what to choose. And it's getting to the point, or it will get to the point. And this Johan Hari's book talks about this because um, he interviewed a lot of people, Silicon Valley experts, um, that that it's getting to the point where. Uh, you are manipulated to the point where you are behaving precisely how they want you to behave and that they can predict better than you can what your future looks like. It's kind of minority report kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. um, Which is freaking terrifying. Five years ago, there was an instance where a woman sued Target because Target started sending her things for, um, uh, uh, you know, for preparation for having a baby. And uh, she hadn't even told anybody in her family that she was pregnant yet. But based on uh, uh, things that they were tracking on her, and, and in fact, she hadn't even uh, gotten re- response from her doctor yet. Apparently, she went to her doctor to verify as opposed to just buying a, a test because it wasn't, it wasn't like they saw that she purchased a test at Target. But Target, through her buying patterns, were able to identify that she was pregnant. And they actually had to go in and they, they, they paid out to her and then they modified their, their algorithm uh, on, on sending out advertisements so that they weren't quite so obvious in telling you everything they knew about you because it was too creepy. Wow. Yeah. And you that's know. Target, and Walmart's more sophisticated than Target in some ways. I mean, Targets t- don't don't knock Target, but and all of this is coming from advertising. You know, you think about it. I mean, Facebook and Google are all driven by advertising. Um, who thought that we'd be run by Mad Men? <laughs> yeah, and uh, <clears throat> that's that's really. Mm-hmm. I, I liked the show, but yeah, that's really terrifying. Um, and you know, you think about, so Walmart's more sophisticated, Amazon's even more sophisticated. Mm. Um, and they're all buying from these social networks that, that know us far, far better than we know ourselves. Yeah. Which, which is again, you know, terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and you know, I mean, I'm I'm not going to pretend that I'm somehow protected, but you know, I don't really have a social media presence. I don't, I, you know, I've got an internet account or uh, Instagram account that I check Occasionally, when my daughter says, "Hey, I sent you on something on Instagram," and I'll go check it, but I, I'm not on it in any regular sense. You know, maybe once every other month or so, I log in. Same thing with Twitter. I'm not there often, but I do have an account. Um, I went and set up a VPN, a virtual private network, on my router so that everything coming in and out of my house doesn't have my IP address, so they can't track me through my IP address. And when I go to Google News, I I never log in to my Google account. I always do it when I'm not logged into my account. And I have two browsers that are not owned, but they're, they're owned independently and not run by Google. Uh, actually, I've got three um, because I bounce around. And I almost never use Chrome because I don't want to give Google any more information about me than I have to. Um, you know, But that's just my particular habits. Nobody in my family does that. You know, nobody, and, and My wife doesn't know that I run my you know, our internet through a VPN so that the people who sell us, our internet service provider can't track us and sell that information because they do, you know, in our case, it's AT&T, but you know, it could be Comcast or whatever, because everything you, everything you search and look, they, they see every website you go to. And so, uh, and they turn around and sell that as information to advertisers. Yes. And it's pretty easy to buy a list. There's lots of companies, and they're legitimate companies who mm-hmm. who sell uh, consumer lists based on buying patterns. Um, and I have, you know, at work, um, have purchased those lists mm-hmm. to try to uh, reach out to um, people who need our services and also yeah. to find donors. Yeah, you work with uh, uh, a lot with uh, mothers and young children. You should talk to Target. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. 
you know, we we I, I think that that you know this this discussion about what's happening, the 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 mass shootings, et cetera. Um, we've this has evolved, and I think that we're talking about it in the right direction because creating more gun laws, you know, et cetera, does not fix the problem. You know, you the the problem is that we are being manipulated to the point of of madness for lack of a better word. And you'll, you'll see it. Some people become homicidal. Some people become suicidal. Um, and, and I think those two things in our country are related. I think that, um, that, 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 that we're, we're stressed out to the point where our, we're making irrational decisions, um, which is evidently pretty easy to get us to that point. Um, it doesn't seem to take very much. Does no, it? and 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 these social media companies—they're—that's their business model. That's yeah. what they're doing. They, that's why they're doing it, so that yeah. they—that we'll get—we'll stay—we'll stay stuck on their sites, which is has a huge cost. So it, you know, brings us to the to the question then: What do we do to fix it? How do we how do we change this trend? I think we talk about it. And I think we we turn off our social media. And I I have and and I'm on day two or three. Um, I have deleted Facebook, Facebook Messenger, <gasps> Instagram, Twitter, and Nextdoor off of my phone. Wow. Now I will still use Facebook on my computer because I manage several groups. Right. Um, but but it's not on my phone anymore. I have uh, uh, actually, you're, you're not the first person I've heard that's done that. Several of the people that I listen to on podcasts have done that. And they said that, that immediately their stress level and their sense of connection to their family and everything changed for the positive. Um, and it was, so, so they basically were saying, it's not that I'm not going to do it, but I'm not going to allow uh, social media to bother me. It's not going to be beeping and buzzing in my pocket or on my wristwatch um, anymore because I'm taking it off of the technology that I carry with me all the time. So that yes. I will uh, I will deal with it when I'm ready to deal with it on my own terms, which is honestly probably how I use it, you know, and that's why I use it so rarely because it's I, I don't do it on my devices. I mean, again, I have some paranoid habits with this stuff. Like when I launch Instagram, after I'm done with it, I actively go in and kill the app on my phone so that it's not running even in the background. <laughs> I, I just, you know. But um, you are the same as this techno the 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 Silicon Valley people who are creating these apps. They do this. They don't let their kids on it either. They don't. They they're yeah. like you. Yeah, yeah. I, I I I recognize I am far from the norm when it comes to this stuff. So I can make comments and say things, but you know, understand I'm doing it from the outside in. I'm not. I'm not. You know. And, and I realize that, so I, you know, I, I have my opinions, but, but, um, but yeah, I, I am, I am definitely not the 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 norm in any way, shape, or form when it comes to this stuff. But well, I was a heavy user, heavy user, um, and and uh, talking about politics and other things, and, and mm -hmm. I mean, my undergraduate degree is in political science. I love politics, um, but the 2020 election really drove home to me, um, and lots of people that I know. Um, that how toxic uh, Facebook had become and Twitter had become like Twitter, I describe as the high school lunchroom from hell um, because it's very clicky and people jump on each other to, you know, and bully each other. And it's just awful. Uh, like I said, Elon Musk, um, like I talked about Elon Musk before, but Elon Musk has described um, uh, Twitter as a war zone. And yeah, it is. It's a, it's a war zone. And why in the world would I elect to be on, in a war zone? Um, and so I, I don't like Twitter, but I was a heavy user of, of Facebook and mm -hmm. just not anymore. I manage my sites and post some 
scriptures or post some, you know, jokes and that sort of thing. And that's about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, um, I, I just think that we as a society need to moderate how we're being manipulated. And first we have to recognize we're being manipulated. And so, uh, you know, just keep banging that drum. <laughs> That's my feeling. So, this is, you know, <laughs> just keep saying, hey, you're being manipulated and you don't have to be. I mean, we're all being manipulated in different ways. Uh, I mean, you know, for heaven's sake, we're married. We know we get manipulated. <laughs> <laughs> those for, closest to you listening, not to one another yeah, Todd and I yeah. Todd is my brother-in-law yeah 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 exactly <laughs> for those of you who don't know us uh, but we're related um, but not married but uh, we can joke about our spouses so um, yeah she's married <laughs> well, to my brother exactly yeah. so, so yeah yeah so um, but uh, yeah so I mean I share a little bit of that brotherly love with you occasionally, even though you, you know, it's through no fault of your own. You know. but, so, uh, you know, I actually think there are things we can do on a policy level, though. Yeah. I mean, you know, in 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 this this Johan Hari book, uh, and it's called uh, what was it called? It's called. <laughs> okay, the yeah. book talks about how it shortens your memory. And uh, yeah. yeah, it does. Well, you know what? Don't give your na your book a two sentence name title. Right? I mean, come on, dude. Stolen focus: Why you can't pay attention and how to think deeply. So, Johan Hari, I get that. Get his book. Um, listen to his his interview on the Barry Weiss podcast. Yeah. Um, and he talks about how it's it's that that the people, like some of the smartest people in the world, had developed these algorithms um, to to modify and control your behavior. Um, that that their whole business model is based on that. And and right. the leaking of those Facebook papers, like the internal documents that came out. I don't know, was it last Christmas or last fall? And there was uh, a big blow up. The, there was a whistleblower from Facebook, blonde woman. I don't remember her name. And um, you know, talked about they had these discussions. Stolen. That's why. Exactly. You know her name right on top of your head. Exactly. And so um, they were all having this internal discussion about the about the ethics of doing what they're doing. And they came to the conclusion, well, our whole business model is doing this. So ethics, schmethics, I'm yeah. going to do what I want. Um, so how do we we need to fix the business yeah. model? And the thing is, is that they don't even necessarily have to have a an agenda in terms of, of you know, uh focusing on evil things what they're doing is they have th their agenda is to get you to stay on their website it just turns out that the best way to keep you on their website is to get you worked up about something okay but it's you know yeah and the analogy but yes but the analogy that he uses um and, and i thought was a good one was mm -hmm. the lead paint you know the manufacturers of people making lead paint said well you know the people you, you, you the only reason why uh, you're having a problem with lead paint is you don't dust your house enough. And I remember this in the 70s, dust your house to get rid of lead. Um, uh, you're not dusting your house enough and your kids are so stupid they're eating paint chips. And that was basically their response. It's your fault if you're being poisoned by this lead paint. Yeah. When the yeah. reality was, that oh, we, it's the freaking lead. Yeah, that we sold to put in your house. And if you don't know how to manage the poison better, then that's your fault, dang it. Yeah, yeah, Precisely. you know, that, yeah, the, the cigarette manufacturers had the same kind of take initially. You know, uh, when 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 people started cracking down on the the uh, poisons that that were in the tobacco, you know, it was like, well, you know, you don't have to smoke; it's optional. You know, right? I mean, it's right. highly, no, highly nobody's, addictive, nobody's... but uh, you know, hey. <laughs> and we advertise it to children, but yeah. you know, it's it's your fault. Oh, here, have a candy cigarette. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember candy cigarettes. 
Yeah, candy cigars. It's basically chalk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They were chalk. Yeah, it was chalk with some sugar thrown in. I think they were just as bad for you as the cigarettes. But uh, you know, we never talk about that. So, hey, you know, so I had some questions that I had written down uh, as we started talking about this topic. And so I wanted to just kind of throw those out there before we wrap it up here because we don't have too much uh, longer to go here. Um, so we talked about the shootings, you know, uh, and, and, and social media, Internet, how they've affected that. Do you think that these shootings, uh, and there's been three of them in the last 10 days, uh, will uh, uh, impact elections? We had primaries going on this week in a lot of places. And then, uh, uh, you know, we'll have elections in November. No, I don't. I think that people who uh, have an opinion on this topic are entrenched and no, they're going to they're going to say no. I'm I like my side. I I agree. I think maybe there might have been a mild impact this week just because it was so fresh. Uh, uh, But by November, we'll have moved on to other things. And quite frankly, I think that, uh, you know, the 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 I mean, personally, it's not involved with this topic, but I think that personally that the major topic is going to be inflation and why does my gasoline cost six dollars a gallon right um you know as we go forward do you think that uh gun control measures will change things and no and and i'm and i'm not saying specific gun control measures i'm just saying overall because we talked about and we both seem to agree on you know some some maybe uh changes in background checks and universal background checks should be a is a good idea even though the nra would say no gun control at all of any kind ever actually they don't say that they don't say that that's true. They don't, but they, they, they don't say it out loud, but they tend to fight any gun control because they feel like that that would be a leak in the dam. And I think that they that, that the impression that I get from them is generally and a grant. I, I don't go like reading the NRA website or anything, but that's not the same. Um, you know, I see. I don't see the NRA as a boogeyman at all. I well, don't. I don't they are strong proponents of gun safety and they don't have a problem with keeping guns out of the hands of crazy people. Um, let's, let's be, um, very uh, clear though. What, you know, is how we define crazy. If crazy means conservative, then well, no, that's not okay. Exactly. If If crazy means I've written a manifesto, then yeah, I've written a manifesto that says I want to kill everybody who doesn't look just like me. Right. Um, then yeah, maybe we've got an issue there. So, So, um, gun control measures, no, because gun control measures, um, you know, things that have been suggested, I don't think they would have stopped any of these shootings. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think if we had, I mean, like you and I talked about, had we um, had we had the background checks and if they included in background checks, not just the police, but also a an online search of things that the people have posted, then they might have been able to stop or at least slow down somebody getting a gun, at least legally getting a gun. Um, as we've pointed out, that's not going to stop anybody from getting the guns illegally because they're and, and they're readily available that way. So, so, especially in the case of Uvalde, with the borders right there. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, and quite frankly, there's plenty of people who, because of of um, you know violent drug cartels and coyotes moving, and and when I say coyotes, I don't mean uh, the the dogs, but also the do- the, the the canine like not animals. the wily, not yeah. the wily. Yeah, but both kinds, you know. I mean, quite frankly, you live out in the desert, you know, you'll find animals digging through your garbage can and stuff. There's a lot of people who will own, uh, you know, uh, rifles uh, to protect themselves if you live, you know, out away from the town and and you're in an area where there's going to be, you know, lots of crime going through. Um, Courts have said that freedom of speech protects hate speech. The question is, should it? Define hate speech. That's the real question, isn't it? Because hate speech is, you can say, I don't like people who look like this, or I don't like people, and that would be considered hate speech, but that's not, th- that is protected. 
when you when you, you go over the line when you say I don't like these people and we should go shoot them all. And that's already illegal. And, and that's already illegal. Exactly. Yes. So So, you know, you have the right to be a racist. Yeah. Um So the real question just, is do we, do we move the line a little bit? Um no. Yeah, I'm with you. I agree. I don't think we move the line. I think that, you know, free, when we start curtailing freedom of speech, we're, we're exacerbating a problem. Right. And and there's some mm-hmm. speech that's already you're, you're already not allowed to incite violence. You're already not allowed to. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, you that, know. that example where they say you're not allowed to, to yell fire in a in a in a theater. Actually, yes, you are. You are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I and I think of the case. And your, I forgot the name. Your of the neighbors case. may thump you on the head if you do it, but yeah, you know. <laughs> they'll, they'll video you and shame you on social media. Probably. Um, uh, so, but you know, the case of um, um, in Illinois, I think it was from the fifties, where they had the, the the Nazi party or the you know white supremacist party, whatever it was, mm-hmm. marching in Skokie, Illinois. Yeah. Um, uh, and it was a Jewish lawyer who who defended their right to do that. You have a right, right. to do that. Um, you don't have a right for people hating you for it. I mean, a right against that. People will yeah. hate you for that. Um, but you can't you can't act on the hate, meaning right. you can't. Um, well, your your rights end at my nose. And I think that's the mm-hmm. that's the the standard now where there are people on the left, especially who have tried to say that that speech is violence i don't believe that speech right. is not violence i agree that drives me nuts when people say you know you've 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 been violent against me because you said something i don't like drives yes. me crazy yeah and that's ridiculous yeah. so it's ridiculous i mean it may make you um have no friends because nobody likes you because you're a jerk right. but that's that doesn't mean that you should be pr- imprisoned or jailed or fined yeah. or whatever yeah there may be a cost to your to your stupidity but but it's not illegal Right. You know, um, I've got three more questions. I know we're right, we're basically right up against it here, so I'll do them quickly. One is, is a certain amount of chaos the cost of democracy, freedom and liberty? Yes, I agree. I think it is. Now, the question is, what's that level of chaos and where do we find the balance? You know, um, I actually pointed out or I, I found a, 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 a world population review dot com has lots of different things that talk about the world. And if you do mass shootings by population for 2022, the United States is not even in the top five. Seriously? Seriously. Seriously. Um, you know, if you look at it, uh, Norway, um, uh, Finland, France, Serbia, uh, Slovakia are all higher. Uh, huh. Germany. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, not Germany. I slipped over. My, my mouse moved. Czech Republic. Uh, Germany is slightly lower. Uh, but uh, so so by population, we, we talk about, you know, we, and, and of course, online, you know, Internet always tells us that we're the worst. Nobody else has this problem. It's only us because of our gut. No, it's not. Yeah, no, we're not. And, and, and the thing that strikes me and why this is not a gun problem. Uh, I remember people again, I have a Texas connection, but people would have a gun rack in their pickup trucks. Yeah. And nobody was shooting up anyone, mm-hmm. you know, they would go hunting after school or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and it wasn't a problem. So the the presence of guns in our population, they've always been there, always, yeah. especially, you know, all the people who live rurally, you have to have a gun. Yeah. You know, and so yeah, that's the point not I was the making about the coyotes. If you live rurally outside of a major city uh, near the border. Not only do you have to worry about drug cartels, but literally the canine coyotes come. You know, come exactly. You know, I mean, you know, if you've got chickens and stuff, you've got to be able to go out there and, you know, 
chase away the varmint, varmints. So pre-crime, can the fact that the Buffalo Shooter published Tate online help create laws to force counseling and regular checks before the crime is committed? Yes, but I think that uh, you have to be very careful in defining what that looks like. Yeah. So <clears throat> when you say extremist language, it doesn't mean you misgendered someone. It means you say, you know, I hate so-and-so and I want, I think they all should be dead. Yeah. Calls, and then it calls has, for attacks on groups of people. And then it has to be evenly applied. Mm -hmm. So there are, um, you know, they're out on video there. Pick a racial group and somebody has said they all should be dead. Right. And so if you're going to create that kind of law, then you need to um, make sure that it's that yeah, it's just applied because evenly. you're a member of a minority doesn't mean you can say hate, hateful things about others. Exactly. Right? You know, just because your your gender, race, hair color, whatever has been oppressed uh, doesn't mean doesn't give you carte blanche to to now be mean and ugly and right. and threatening. In um, in these yeah. in these three cases that the the most recent three cases the ones that we've been talking about yeah. in Buffalo it was a white supremacist in uh, Orange County like I said before yeah, he was yeah. he, um, yes he was Chinese uh, he was Chinese going after Taiwanese people right. um, and in this uh, most recent Uvalde shooting he was Latino. Yeah. And so this is this is humanity. This is not a race problem, and it's not a gun problem. Yeah, no, it's it's a social fabric problem, and that makes it much more difficult to deal with because there's not a quick answer of like, oh, it's gun problem, get rid of guns. And right. our but our media, not our our media, yes, our mainstream, you know, le legacy media, and our uh, uh, elected officials don't even recognize what's going on. They're not. They're so focused on the trees, they're not seeing the forest. Yeah. Yeah, there's nobody really like going out and uh, and making you know at least in the political world making their bones on saying you know here's some reasonable fixes to this thing you know they don't want to they don't even talk about it unless it's something that again they've become social mediaized right so they're yes. now saying the outrageous things that will get them some some eyeballs on social media because. Let's face it. That's how you get elected. I mean, Donald Trump showed that in spades that, you know, he did. He was very good at it. You know, he, he used the the social media to his advantage in order to say things that got him, you know, continually out in front of lots of eyeballs um, and uh, and did it better than I think anybody in history has at the political level. And so, you know. Whether you like it or not, that he was incredibly successful at doing that. So. so I think everybody needs to go out if you haven't done it yet. Um, what is that Netflix movie that uh, um, The Social Dilemma? Go out and watch The Social Dilemma. Get uh, this uh, uh, Johan Hari um, book and and listen to any chance you get to so this stolen focus why you can't pay attention and how to think deeply again um educate yourself and i know everybody says that on facebook educate yourself do your own research no seriously watch these two listen to people who work in tech talk about what they know to be true because they helped create it and listen to what they're telling you because it's very real and it's it's very impactful listen to me well, not, I mean, I'm just. I, no, no, I'm saying this for me, not for you. I'm not trying okay. to put words in your mouth. I'm saying, listen to me. I've been saying this for so long. Um, yeah, no, I think those are perfect sources for for at least educating your mind a little bit about making some some uh, thoughtful decisions on things. You know, 
I, um, in fact, we were talking about, you know, you, you, you were talking about your, your disconnecting from the immediacy of social media by taking it off of your mobile technology and only dealing with it on your terms at your computer. Um, I actually uh, did not set my Apple Watch on, on the charger properly the other night, and so when I woke up in the morning, it was dead, and so I grabbed one of my mechanical watches because I've got several of them. They're nice watches, and I like them, but I don't wear them very often because I kept feeling this draw of going back and, you know, checking my rings and verifying that, you know, I was doing my steps, and I actually liked it, and so I made a decision that I'm going to at least two days a week just not wear my Apple Watch. I'm going uh-huh, to go very good because I don't want something tapping on my wrist reminding me to do this and that and the other. Um, I do have to check my calendar when I have to do things, so I have to try to remember to. I'm not very good at like checking my calendar in the morning to see what I'm supposed to do today. I rely on those little taps, and so I'm just going to have to build a little bit of discipline about, um, you know checking my calendar in the morning each day to know kind of what I'm, what I put on there and things that I have to do so that I don't miss appointments and things like that. But, yep. uh, but you know, my, my swim season, I, I have a swim coach for those who don't know. Um, my high school swim season is over. And so I don't have as many like deadlines that I have to hit. Right. So I'm going into the summer here. So it shouldn't be that hard. Well, and, and, and let me say for anybody who's listening, going, you're a swim coach. You were a, ch- a chief technology officer at a at an internet company, um, and you are now doing swimming because you were when you were in college you were a nationally ranked swimmer and you love swimming and that's your life took that turn and you're happy with it. It's not, you know, it's not you're just yeah. not just some random dude. You have real experience in yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. When I talk about the tech background, you're right because I talked about tech and, and said I had some, you know, I I was you know a tech person. Absolutely, I came from that area. I consider myself semi-retired at this point. And so, um, yeah, the swim coaching thing is something I do to get myself out of the house every once in a while. And I absolutely love it. I love working with the kids. We had a great, great swim season this year. And you're a great coach. So your kids, you know, they do really well. So, so I think we, we are at the end of our conversation today and this has been so, I mean, I've really enjoyed it and I, um, I, looking forward to more conversations. Our whole model is to do a deep dive and have a conversation like regular people, um, like the rest of us. Well said. We'll be back again next week. Our next show should be um, on, oh, we're we're recording June 2nd, right? Yes. Yeah, just before our family camp out. Woohoo! We should pick a topic that has to do with that. I bite, um, so I'll cut it here. But um, uh, I don't know if you've looked at that document, or I guess you did, the, the, the rest of us document, but I put in doc, uh, topics going forward for like the next four weeks and, and questions and links and stuff for them, but feel free to, to change, change those around or pick different topics or, you know, we can go in different order if we feel like something is more um, pressing than, than the other thing, you know? Yep. So. Yep, it all sounds good. And, and certainly if you um, are interested in weighing in to our audience and having us pick a, pick a topic, or you pick a topic for us, please let us know. And Todd, how do they do that? I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I, I said I'll break it here when, when that's – I meant that I was going to stop the show when we start talking there. So I was done t- talking on the show. When, oh. I, was, when I was talking about the <laughs> topics, I wasn't – that wasn't intended to be in the show. Oh, um, okay, good. Well, I'm – okay, that's yeah. good. Sorry. sorry, sorry. That's that's. I was like, I don't know. Um, I honestly, I, I don't have it set up with a uh, a link or anything on there. I need to do that. Just give them a, an email link, and what I'll do is I can forward it to 
you know, both of our emails if you want. And that way, sounds they, great. you know, wherever they get it or wherever they, you know, when they send something, we'll both get notified and we can look at it and see if there's anything there. Sounds so, great. Um, so cool. Um, yeah, for the, the topics like uh, today's the 26th, so it was the shootings. Right now I've got uh, uh, for next week Catholic priests and now Baptist ministers. Um, uh, I don't know if you've read about that. but Yeah, yeah, I, I have actually. You know, um, I think that's a good topic. Uh, for the 9th, I've got the Ukraine war, which seems to be the, the new never-ending war. So, um, you know, again, any of these can be skipped or moved to different dates or anything like that. The week after that, I've got... The next pandemic, next pandemic, and COVID is still here. I mean, there's monkeys pox and kids getting hepatitis, and you know, there's these other things. So, okay. so the monkey pox thing is really irritating the crap out of me. The people who got the monkey pox are basically two orgies in Europe where a bunch of people infected each other, and um, and that's that's. That's all of where the monkeypox outbreak was. Right. Um, it's not even in. I mean, and, and this <laughs> social media. <laughs> yes, it's not even in um, Africa. This was. Yeah. I, I believe that this yeah. was a. It was in Europe. A created virus, because how can monkeypox not have started in Africa? Because that's where monkeypox comes from. Yeah. Well, maybe somebody who was at one of those things had been vacationing, you know, in somewhere in Africa two weeks prior. Who knows? You know, if they're. Uh... Loud, but there would have know, been an outbreak of things yeah. if it existed in Somewhere, Africa, though. Yeah. 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 I don't know. You know, I don't know. And then last one uh, that I've got on here, which wouldn't be until the 23rd of June, is trans people in competitive sports. And uh, and Leah Thomas and and uh, uh, there were several African women banned for the Olympics because they had naturally high testosterone. Uh, at least two of them found out that they were that they actually had male genitalia internally and had no idea they'd lived their entire life as females and, you know, had no clue until they're ready to go to the Olympics and the Olympic body runs tests on them to say, you know, are you allowed to compete? And they said, no, your testosterone is too high and they wouldn't let them compete. Wow. Yeah. So, so those testes that had never descended. Right. We're releasing testosterone. Oh, wow. Can, can you imagine? You know. Oh, wow. And, Talk and, about Turning your life upside down. Exactly. Well, and these women are going like, what the hell? I've been training my whole life, and now, and now you're telling me two weeks before? And, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the solution is, oh, well, if you take this, this testosterone-lowering drug for four months, meaning after, till after the Olympics, because you know, they're telling them literally two weeks before, uh, then, then we'll let you compete. Like, yeah, that's not, a, that's not a remedy. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good topic. Yeah, you know, because uh, I wanted to show it from both sides, right? You know, it's not just, it's not just, you know, uh, a, a genetic male who wants to compete as a female, but there are also females who have no idea. They've been their whole life. They're a woman, you know? They're a female. They, but that's rare. It is rare, but there was five of them. Huh. Well, you're talking about the, the the people who would be, of course, elite athletes, the elite athletes, who, and who having more testosterone would um, create a body that is yeah. would be an elite athlete. Yeah, you wonder, like historically, how many females who have competed <laughs> at, at at really high levels might actually have been, you know, hermaphrodites that they just didn't know. Interesting. You know, because we weren't testing them at the chemical level. Or at the genetic level, you know, and so and should we be? I don't know. You know, there's a lot of questions around all of this. 
So anyway, it's near and dear to me because of the Leah Thomas thing, you know, and it happened to be in my sport. So well, and Leah Thomas is just—he's just a cheater. I, 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 I have no respect for him. Yeah. There, and there's actually a move um, amongst the NCAA athletes and the woman who who uh, he he tied with a, a woman in in uh, I don't want to say he you know because that would offend people too and I, I absolutely am respectful if she wants to be called a she and live as a woman that's her business um, but doesn't mean she should be able to compete with genetic women uh, but but one of the women is called for and the NCA is now looking at separate competitive categories oh there you go. And, yeah, that actually makes sense. And that that makes more sense than than uh you can compete but we have to do you have to take testosterone lowering drugs now that you've, you know, lived all but the last 2 years of your life as a male and uh and have built this, you know, masculine body that is, you know, massive compared to any of the women you're competing against. Well, yeah, hulking over these yeah. women. Yeah. You know. You know, and it uh, wasn't like when he, when she was competing as a man that she was crappy. She was, you know, she, she made the NCAA finals or, or, you know, championships. She qualified as a male. So she was a strong male swimmer to begin with, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, just... Yep. Well, and I, and I, yeah, I don't mind calling people. If people want to present themselves as one gender or the other, I don't care. Do yeah. you? Um, uh, and I'll, and I'll respect you to the point of, um, you know, what I can see and what, you know, like if you're presenting yourself as a male, I'll call you he, I'll call, you know, and yeah, but don't I, get I, wildly bent out of shape if I accidentally say the wrong gender. Exactly. And I say this to, to women who, who just happen to be wearing, you know, pants and shirts too. You know, if you're a woman who wears pants and shirts and I, you know, accidentally say, excuse me, sir. And then realize that I'm talking to a woman. I apologize. Take my apology for what it, what it is. It's, it's you know, sincere. Yeah. I'm sorry. Didn't, didn't realize, didn't mean to offend. You know, I mean, yes. it's it's happened throughout history. I'm sure on many occasions that people have have mistaken. You know, some people are are shaped more along uh, along lines that make them obviously one gender or the other. There are a lot of people who are kind of ambiguous, and if you you know, especially real thin people uh, of both genders, could be easily mistaken. You know, I'm thinking of Pat on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, exactly. I mean. <laughs> You know, now's the time to bring Pat back, quite frankly. You know, we need somebody to just say, chill out, people. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I got to yeah. go. Yep. Yeah, we don't need to. We've already talked about that one. Maybe maybe we should do that one sooner. But anyway, um, have a great day. Thank and you, you, too. I will uh, talk to you when I talk to you. Sounds great. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.